Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope you had a great weekend. A little wet for my drive home on uh, But you got there safely in your your big, big, uh, mean, is, is it green? Is, is no, it it's not a green truck. It's, I was going to say green. Sil- it's a mean, silver truck. I was going to say mean green, you know, a rolling machine or something like that, but it's not green, so it doesn't work, you know? But, no, uh, no, it, it burns gas, you know, and uh, stuff like that. You know, they're, uh, uh, they're promoting these new cars now. I saw it on TV yesterday that are parked. They're going back to the hybrid type idea, but they're calling them prime hybrids or premium hybrids. They're... They're supposed to be even better than the original hybrid cars that are part uh, fuel, part electric. Uh, they're really trying to push this electric stuff down our throat, folks. And it, we're not we're not electric ready yet, you know. And I and I thought about that on that drive. You know, when you're driving for five and a half hours, you know, and you spend a life in a radio, the last thing you want to do is listen to the radio. You know, I have just, good friends of mine, Bill, who were driving down to the Outer Banks. This past weekend, and uh, they have a Tesla. And you know, in that car, I didn't know this. I thought it was kind of neat, but you can uh, put your route in. You know, like I'm going to go from point A to point B, and yeah. it will figure out where all the power stations are along that route. And apparently, the car tells you when to go look for those power stations. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I'm running low here. You're going to pull over. But, you know, they could have done that for gas stations, too. Yeah, I know. That's true. They could do that, but they don't do it. The technology points in the direction they want to point you. I know if I were the the leader of the free world, it's Uh, not a free world anymore. We'd be in better shape right now than we are with this fat head. Yeah. yeah. The, The thing is, I wouldn't go all electric. I yeah. wouldn't go all gas. What I would do is I would bring all the major players in and say, look, I, we need you all. We need you to develop and be the best that you can be, share technology and work together, but we're going to need electric. We're going to need fossil fuel, but there's nothing wrong with us being more efficient. Yeah, but and that, more, that makes you know, too much sense, Billy. I'm sorry. That's not a qualification for a 21st century American politician to have well, common sense. Good. so. You know. Well, Buttigieg apparently has what it takes because now they're talking about he, the, they're floating the fact that he could be the next president. Yeah, well, if that's the case, happy, uh, happy, joy, joy. Oh man, you're going to see one American go across the uh, southern border the other way. I think me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of the southern border, um, mm. they, it is amazing. I got a report here. I think I can play it for you if I can find it on my. My little machine here, your uh, little machine, right yeah, there, that but, one right there, yeah. You know, of yeah. course, of course. Now that I've said that, I it, I can't it, find it's it. It's hiding from you. It is, but uh, there's a guy who reports his. Um, what's his last name? Bergram. He's he's a terrific. Oh, here it is, Ben Bergram. Uh, he is a uh, reporter for Real America's News, and he was down on the border, and he did a report, and I'm going to play it for you, even though it's a visual, mind you. I mean, you'll hear some. Some uh, moments where you're you're wondering, is he going to speak? You know, he's showing something because it's a TV report, uh, which you can see, by the way, on Real America's News, which is streamed online. But uh, mm-hmm. the report itself is really 
something to listen to. Patrol that uh, outside of Lukeville, now that they're having to use all their Border Patrol resources in Lukeville, the area out in the West Desert towards Yuma is completely unmanned. So we're going to head out there. It's the first time I've been there. We're going to go check it out and see what we can find. I saw these water droppers down in Lukeville. That was actually what led me to break that story about the illegals going along the wall and these massive numbers coming in. I saw one of these flags. So they put these out here. You don't see this. Aravaca has water droppers as well, but they kind of hide their locations. They strategically put them. These guys over here, and I've, I've talked to a few of them, seem like nice enough people. They're out of Ajo. The problem with this is everybody that's coming through this area, we're going out west into the desert. Everybody that's coming through this area is trying to not get caught. These are all people that either have a criminal background, that know they're going to be deported, or potentially are terrorists. They, you just don't know, but they're all people that don't want to get caught. So by putting these out, by putting the water out, by putting the flags out, their, their whole thing is, well, we don't want people to die in the desert. You got to balance that with, we're inviting people to come illegally enter our country. And the easier we make it for them, the more they're going to do that. So if you're sitting up on here and, and every one of these mountains you go to, all you have to do is look for the big blue flag waving in the breeze and, and you can follow those flags, you're much more likely to do it. That doesn't question the intentions of the people. The problem is the outcome. And the outcome is more illegal immigration, more cartel members, more bad guys coming into our country. This should not be allowed. You should not be allowed to have this out here incentivizing illegals to cross into our country. So really interesting. We just passed some guys uh, out here working the, the border and asked them about we're in this area where we're west of... Lukeville, passing a couple more right here. And that what they told us was they, I asked him about the activity out here and he says this area, so it's between Lukeville and Yuma. There's a little road out here, Batewell Road that connects from Ajo to Yuma and a little dirt gravel road, but a long stretch of the border. And he said, they're not even tracking it out here. They don't even know what the numbers are. So when they're telling us what the gotaways are or they're telling us what, you know, the, the known apprehensions versus the, the gotaways, there are stretches of the border where they don't even know because they're not tracking it. Because all of the resources that were out here are in places like Lukeville. That's pretty shocking. Got this report yesterday from Border Patrol. This is one of the large desert Border Patrol stations basically a military style installation out here where border patrol stays and they operate out here in the west desert of arizona huge area for smuggling for human trafficking for drug trafficking all of that goes on out here this whole facility has been closed down because all of these guys are now being taken to other points to deal with the processing this is the national security threat that America faces. It's because of prioritizing sending border patrol agents to process illegals that in most cases are requesting fake asylum rather than patrolling areas like this where the drugs and the people and the potential terrorists are coming through that we are facing such a major national security threat in America. And this goes directly back to Joe Biden and the people at the top in Washington, D.C. that are putting America last. And just down from those mountains, I was just on those hills right there right here 
illegal alien water bottle. Looks like a little carrying case or something. Actually, shampoo or something in there. Carpet shoes. So they're coming right through here. This is fresh because that water bottle still has water on it. Some of their camouflage. And this is the stuff. These are the, so just to come full circle, these are the outfits that you can buy in Sonoita. These are the carpet shoes we have pairs of that we bought when we were down there. These are the exact ones from the Sonoita markets. So they buy them there in Mexico and they come across out through miles and miles of desert till they get up to the highway. And a hundred yards up from where I just found that other, those other water bottles, these are brand new. So these clothes, these were dumped here today. These water bottles, still full. These were dumped here today. I mean, this could have been in the time. You can still see the footprints here. So this was a pickup. This is somebody came down, they got picked up right here. So more than likely, whoever it is, is heading into Yuma. So we may catch them. All of this was dumped today. See if we can track these guys down. But you see how active this is. Brand, I mean, this stuff's brand new. Brand new, brand new. All right, found a major, major pickup point here. Water bottle, water bottle, water bottle, water bottle, water bottles. There's at least 10 sets of water bottles in this little low spot here. We're getting closer to Yuma. So this is obviously, people will drive out here. We've passed both Border Patrol stations. Both are closed. Apparently Border Patrol is not even patrolling this area anymore. More carpet shoes, more carpet shoes. This is a major, major spot right here. And this is why when they say there's six to seven million that have come through, and then they try to give you a number of those that they don't know have come through, that number is total BS. They have no clue what that number is. I mean, they have an idea of the number of the foot signs that they've found, but when you're not even monitoring a hundred miles of border, you have no clue what's coming through there. And this area is wide open, absolutely wide open. This is, may as well be owned by the cartels. That's Ben Bergram from uh, Real America's Voice. Um, this guy, by the way, he does the whole right. thing himself. He carries the camera. He carries the microphone. No crew with him. Uh, and he does, I so think. So he could be in harm's way. Well, yeah. And he, I think he does Emmy award-winning stuff, this this young guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but what he said is so so frightening. I mean, we have a whole section near Yuma, Arizona, 100 miles of, of property that is completely uh, open. There's no one there. Um even manning the security post, he, when he was showing the uh, the military style base, it was a big fenced in, relatively new uh, base that uh, would be used for barracks and for planning offices for the border patrol. He said, and uh, it's empty. There's nobody here. So I got a lot of questions on this because obviously these people are stopping at a store. They're buying water. They're buying supplies. They're buying carpet shoes. Yeah. Means they got money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, if they don't have money, I think they get money from the cartels. Yeah, so they got money to come across the border. Why are they wearing carpet shoes? Because there's other shoes that'll protect your feet. Is there a reason? Unless there's some kind it's of ground probably sensing? cooler. Maybe it's cooler on your feet than leather or heavier shoes. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, and maybe the the ca carpet is easier to walk on dirt. You know. 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of questions. Also, but then again, it's, maybe it's harder to track. Well, that's what I'm thinking. There's, there's a reason. And why are these people having to? You're welcome across the border under Joe Biden. So why are they going back there where they're not being spotted unless these people have nefarious intent? And that kind of brings up another story, uh, a couple of things. Uh, that, I don't know whether you're heading in the, uh, the same direction as I am, but I only played that for a reason. Christopher Ray. No, no, I have that, and I have his audio. I do have his audio. Hang on to that. Don't don't lose your, uh, don't lose that. But I wanted to point out that I mentioned this story because now there are uh, Democrats, liberal Democrats, in our Congress who want to bring the uh, refugees from the Gaza here. Uh, at least a million of them. One of them is uh, the guy who was the guy who pulled the fire alarm. You know. Uh, What's his name? Um, oh, I'll think of his name. Yeah, Jamel yeah. Bowman. He's yeah. from New York. He's right, the, right. He's the guy who was confused last week. He didn't know what was like a door handle and what was a fire alarm. And I guess he was going out the exit and he pulled the fire alarm. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a normal <laughs> he didn't mistake. Know what it was? Yeah, yeah. he was a, a, a school principal for years, <laughs> and and pranksters that pulled fire alarms, which obviously he knows what it is. So he's a big stupid liar. Yes, but he would sit there and expel these kids from school. He should be expelled from his office because, but Bill, you know, he's it, he's it's planets like, for an idiot because the media is in the back pocket pocket of the. Uh, the left, that exactly. story has just faded away. It's nothing to see here. You're all clear, Jamel. You're going to be fine. Just hang in there for a week or so, and that story will disappear. And that's what happens in our society. Now, kind of like the uh, Biden, uh, you know, crime family. They're about to fade it away. Although they just came up with twenty nine thousand emails to uh, Hunter during his vice presidency. Where all the, you know, all the reveals of the Biden crime family are there, but they're already meeting to uh, to close the books on the story. Of course they are. <laughs> With the newfound evidence, it's going to go away, and they're finding ways to re-divert everything off of Hunter. It is going to go away with this DOJ. If you're a gangster, if you're a gangster and you're in my gang, right, odds mm -hmm. are you're going to side with the guy who runs the gang. So, right. so, I mean, if you're in the Department of Justice and it's Biden's Department of Justice, there's a good chance that uh, you're not going to go after your boss. Yeah, but they keep going after Trump and they keep bringing things up. And now that, you know, the they're trying to after the uh, E. Jean Carroll thing. And which, by the way, the jury didn't find rape there. They said, oh, well, he was guilty of calling her names. Basically, let's just break it down simply. That's what he got. Mm -hmm. He got, uh, they took away money for, they, they look at any reason to sit there and do something. And if they don't have a law against them, they'll create a law against them. Going back to the Epstein thing, oh, there I, was yeah. uh, a while back, there was many years ago before he ran for president the first time, there was the 13 year old girl that uh, claimed rape by Epstein and Trump and other guys. Right. And then they dropped that thing. All right. Like so many others have. Uh, but the simple fact is, now they're bringing up this story again, going, well, because of Eugene Carroll, I'm sitting there going, 
So I, you know, I, I read everything and I said, all right, this is everything lumped into one lawsuit. You know, oh, he's this, he's that, he's a narcissist, he's a racist, he's a bigot. This Epstein thing, uh, for he, for them to even bring that uh, in connection with Trump is is ridiculous. I mean, Trump, he had nothing to do. He he kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago. He said, I don't yeah. ever want to see this guy in this place again after he heard that this guy was was doing what he was doing on his island. Well, what they're trying to do is, you know, tie Trump into a, a gangbang scenario. Now, let's look at Trump. One thing that you know about Trump, he's a germaphobe. Absolutely. He, absolutely. And yet he was in a gangbang with, you know, to be pardon the pun, but, you know, third, fourth in line. Uh, no, I don't I'm, think I'm so. Doing, no, I don't think so either. You know, there have been a lot of things. These thrown. are these are animals, though. These are pigs. These are pigs. These are animals. These these are corrupt people who are who are making these uh, accusations. And speaking of Epstein, I don't know whether you heard about this, but one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims, who testified against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah, died, died mysteriously. Epstein's mm. uh, pimp, Ghislaine Maxwell, was sentenced to twenty years in prison. Uh, earlier this year, Maxwell worked as Jeffrey Epstein's pimp for years in the Department of Justice, knew they were running girls as young as 12 years old, but they refused to, to do anything. They, they sat idly by knowing that this stuff was, acting, uh, was happening for a while, didn't take any action. Uh, Carolyn Andriano, one of uh, Epstein's mm -hmm. victims who testified against Maxwell, was found unresponsive in a West Palm Beach hotel earlier this year. Of course, we heard nothing about this for months. West Palm Beach police opened an investigation into her death after it was concluded she died of an accidental overdose. But her mother said, come on, you gotta, you got to do more than that. Uh, she didn't do any accidental overdose. She was talking about uh, building a new life, enjoying a new home with their family. They just had a new home built, and uh, she had a future ahead of her, and she wouldn't have done something so careless and reckless. Accidental overdose in That's West Palm Beach. actually a cop-out for the police. They don't investigate a story. Let's say that you got a youngster, yeah. and somebody slipped her a mickey. It's an accident. It's an accidental overdose. Yeah. In other words, it's not a suicide. It's a stupidity thing. It's stupid on the investigators' part to say, "Yeah, we'll wash this away." You, that's the stupid person. Yeah. You well, know, there's so many things you know uh, mislabeled out you, there. You you may say, "Why would uh, someone kill this woman now?" I mean, uh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is in jail. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein is dead, supposedly. I mean, why would they make an issue out of this now and, and kill this lady? Well, there are a lot of people out there, big people with big names, who were uh, participa Connected. participated in, in all of that uh, uh, sin, sin and debauchery in uh, Epstein Island. And so far, they've gotten away with uh, keeping their names out of the headlines. So much. I mean, they had the case. They had Ghislaine Maxwell's case in New York. The, the media was kept on the sidewalk. There was no press feed, no audio, no nothing. And uh, you'll notice that when the case ended, you know, she went to jail, but you didn't get any facts. Who were the people that were, uh, were talked about in testimony? Nobody 
new to this day. Nobody knows. It's like sealed. So they they no. now they're afraid. Wait a second. What if this what if this Trump guy actually wins in a year? If this mm-hmm. guy Trump wins in a year and he gets his his uh, attorney general in place, are they going to go in and maybe investigate that case further? Are we going to get our names thrown out there? And I think they figured, well, we got to get rid of the witnesses. Well, you know who the henchman is for the Democrat Party? Hillary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's uh, yeah. Uh, she's a dangerous lady. Yeah, I mean, she probably knows uh, who took out this this guy. You know, so this people witness. people who don't pay attention are probably going Hillary. What are you talking about, Hillary? Why would you uh-huh. say that? Bill, why How would many they... times was uh, Clinton uh, the boat of them, the boat of them on uh, Epstein's plane? Oh, uh, numerous times. I think I think Bill was on twenty six times, at 26 least six times. And Hillary's been there too, uh-huh. and more than once, not to check up on Bill. But uh, so, in, you know, why would but why would you mention that the Clintons would be involved with uh, the removal of uh, witnesses from this earth? I'll tell you why. It's because in in Arkansas, there was something when he was governor called Arkansas. Arkansas. When people who were going to cause trouble for the Clintons suddenly disappeared. Oh, he committed suicide. What? He committed suicide? The guy was just out with his wife and kids. What are you talking about? Oh, well, it's it's kind of strange. I mean, you'll remember, uh, what was it, Fort Marcy Park. In Vince Foster, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of yeah. people, they look at that and say, wait a second, how did Vince Foster uh, get carpet fibers on him when he was out in the middle of a park that didn't have any blood trail and there was no evidence that said he committed suicide there? How did that happen? How did they, how did they say that was a suicide? It's, uh, yeah. You know, Most people will say, well, wait a second, he was shot somewhere else. He was rolled up in a carpet. He was taken out to Fort Marcy Park and dumped, you know, and uh, there's more to that story than we'll ever know. You know, you really can't take stuff at face value anymore. You know, we've done it for years. I'm the biggest offender. I don't know about you, but uh, for years, I just believed what the news was telling me. Oh, well, yeah, there was a there was a shooting and so-and-so. You see where so-and-so committed suicide? No, that's too bad. I just believed it because it was the news. It wasn't until well, I got older. you trusted the news because that's how you were brought up. And you would, you would have thought we are the land of the home, the brave, the free, and our news reflects that. Well, we are not, you know, all of the above. And the news reflects what's in charge. And it's corrupt people. We have been a corrupt nation, apparently, for a long time. Well, it's not that the nation, I think, has been corrupt. It's that the leadership has been corrupt. Yeah. You know? You know, well, uh, the mechanism is is not corrupt, but it is the people that we're. Pull the I think on we, it. as a, as a nation, are really a trusting good people. You know, we 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 send our sons and daughters to serve in the military, and and sadly, many times we send them off to fight wars that these corrupt leaders have gotten us into. And speaking of wars and getting us into it, uh, now we're in a situation in the Middle East. Before I get there, though, you, I want to I want to play something that you pointed out. You mentioned Christopher Ray. Yeah, well, he's he's saying that uh, em, it's eminent that attacks will happen on American soil. So is that what you got? Yep. We remain committed to continue confronting 
those threats, both here in the United States and overseas. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. I don't know how these people can get up on a stage behind a podium and talk about securing our country and being safe when they are are partly responsible for the problem we have on the border. You heard Ben Bergram talking uh, earlier about a whole section near Yuma, Arizona that's open, completely, totally open, and nobody is counting the number of gotaways in this section, over 100 miles, and, and you know, they know it's it's totally uh, unsecured. The mm-hmm. the cartels know that there are no border patrol between point A and point B near Yuma, Arizona. So yeah. it, it, I, I just find it amazing that uh, these guys stand up behind the podium and talk about there's a possibility, and we all have to be vil- uh, vigilant. Are you kidding me? You know, by the way, speaking yeah. of vigilant, Bill, my my friend, um, you know, they, they want us to not have guns. They want the American people to be unarmed. You know, the Israelis have one of the biggest uh, set of laws prohibiting people from having personal weapons. I was right. surprised to hear this. I really was. I thought, wait a second, you would think that in a country that is on the, you know, any second could go to war, that every citizen would have a weapon. You would think. And I think at one time they did, by the way. They took those rights away. The, the left in Israel took those rights away from the Israeli citizens. So look what happens. We have this attack. These guys fly in on their paragliders, and they have uh, AR-15s and M-16s, which, by the way, they got from us indirectly because we left them in Afghanistan, and the Afghans sent them through through Iran into uh, the Gaza Strip mm-hmm. so that they would have the finest well, weaponry that uh, money can can buy, but anyway, you, you, you so the Israelis don't have a weapon. So what does Joe Biden do over the weekend? Joe Biden over the weekend was speaking, and he and he 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 asked the question: Why does anybody need what did he say? A hundred a hundred round clip. I don't know of a hundred. Do you know of a hundred round clip for an AR fifteen? Um, well, the, there are drums that are out there that can carry 250 rounds. I, do they, I don't know do that they have I them trust a- them. They're Chinese. Yeah, do they have them for AR-15s? I, I, because I haven't they, seen they, they, uh, they may, yeah, I yeah. think they might. But, uh, you know, they're when you buy something like that, they can hang up, they can... Uh, but, you know, if you can buy something like that, I'd shut up about it if I were you because uh, you will draw attention to yourself. If, if you got it, it works. Shut up about it. You know, you know the, because there goes, somebody wants to take it away from you. The thing is, though, these guys, uh, you don't need 100 rounds to go hunting. I would submit that American citizens aren't buying those weapons to go hunting. 
to be honest with you, I think a lot of people nowadays, because you made the country so insecure, Mr. Biden, you've made us feel so so uh, less, so much less safe, you know, in in our own homes that they're buying the weapons for protection. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 if the well, Israelis in if the Israelis had guns, might there have been a slightly different outcome uh, than what happened a week ago this past Saturday? Probably so, but uh, we'll never know about that because of the fact that they don't have they have strict gun laws there. You know, and we're going to find out, we're going to test our metal very soon, too, because in the United States, we've got terrorist sales. And obviously, oh, yeah. Christopher Ray is now saying, yeah, they're going to blow up on us. Well, you know, I was, uh, when I got back, uh, you know, his son and I went out for breakfast, and, you know, he was talking, and he just brought it up. He's not a political guy, but he's going, hey, you remember that uh, that uh, test on our phones and EBS test uh, a couple of weeks ago? I said, yeah, yeah. That's never happened in yours or my lifetime. He goes, no, they never did. But now the word is, is that they were testing the system because everyone thinks we're going to have to use it when we go to war. And I'm sitting there going, actually, that's probably right. They were getting us ready for the simple fact that sooner or later here in the next few weeks, we are going to be at war. And... So that's maybe what the test really was about. Forget the conspiracy theories. Well, that was it. But here's here's a little piece of news that mm-hmm. I don't like. I had written down that um, you know Republicans never won the House; Democrats did. Yeah, Jordan is taking a. They're voting on Jordan tomorrow, and Hakeem Jeffries, who was right. the House Minority Leader, he came out and said, "Yes, we are working with." And I knew this. Rhino Republicans who are set to vote against Jordan. And the Democrats are working with them, according to Hakeem himself, is that they're working a deal to stop Jordan and concede power back to the Democrats. Yeah, I've heard that. And and by the way, uh, take note of every single Republican representative who who does this because he's gotta be he's gotta be voted up. Just well, it has to. I, they have to leave Congress. Has to happen. These guys. One, if that happens, Bill, all bets are off because number one, you give it back to the Democrats. That means that any investigation against Biden and Hunter goes away. Yep. Any investigation towards Trump will be increased. Increased. The January sixth, which has now been debunked, but they haven't gotten away with. They will come back and enforce, and your hopes for democracy, which they say they're fighting for, has just been flushed down the toilet yep. and wiped on the butt of Hawking Jeffries. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just what's going on. You voted for the wrong guys. Well, in the meantime, you know, Biden is on TV this weekend. On Sunday, he was on 60 Minutes. I got a couple of cuts from him, but the biggest thing that's happening in the world right now is Hamas and the Middle East. And Hezbollah and Lebanon, they're throwing rockets already, would you believe, at the Israelis? They're throwing rockets at the Israelis as we speak. and uh, it, But it's, it's not a declared war yet. So already Israel is fighting on two fronts, Gaza Strip and in uh, Lebanon uh, with Hezbollah. Iran comes out over the weekend and says, hey, uh, if the United States gets involved, then we're going to 
they will have consequences too, and we'll go after the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden yesterday, Iran took that back. Oh, we didn't mean that. There wasn't uh, was a slip of the tongue, that kind of thing. Oh, it was a uh, it wasn't really meant to be a threat towards the United States. No, they meant it. Trust me, yeah. they meant it. They just don't want us to know it. But with all this nonsense that's going on right now, Biden is on 60 Minutes, and who is he saying that's the real threat? Listen to this. This is Biden. Look, this is not your father's Republican Party. 30% of it is made up of these MAGA Republicans who are maybe... Democracy is something I don't, they don't look at it the same way you and I look at democracy. You hear that? He's calling regular, purebred Americans who believe in God, country, apple pie. Many of them have worn the uniform, have actually fought in wars and protected this country. And yet this son of a bee is calling these Americans not your, uh, not your normal well. Republican. Tomorrow, he could win it all if uh, Congress concedes everything back to the Democrats. And what is Congress getting ready to do? Uh, They're going to investigate if billions in U.S. weapons uh, Joe Biden gifted the Taliban in Ukraine were used by Hamas. In other words, we gave them the weapons to do their attacks with. But that investigation, because of... Rhino Republicans who were Democrats in disguise are now working with the Democrats to give them back the House. Although you voted for a Republican that you thought was a Republican, and they weren't. And, you know, and changing parties or doing stuff like that is totally legal. You know, that's where we need to make changes. You're a Republican. You better be a a Republican. Now, I'm not saying... You have to vote a certain way. But then again, this is blatantly obvious what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's an overthrow of the government from within. Speaking of, uh, you know, it, we're worried about what's happening in the Middle East. And, and I already mentioned a little while ago about how all that equipment we left behind in Afghanistan, the $89 billion with a B uh, mm-hmm. dollars worth of equipment. Uh, a, a lot of that equipment is being sent to Hamas and Hezbollah. Hezbollah, by the way, has got more rockets. I think they said like 20,000 rockets. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if they decide to attack Israel, even with their sophisticated Iron Dome system, it will overwhelm it. it it's not going to be. But uh, with all that has been said and done after the the latest earthquake they just had in Afghanistan, uh, Biden sent uh, $12 million in aid. The money, uh, like much of our aid, is going through USAID, a humanitarian service. Uh, Samantha Powers, USAID, boasts that uh, the United States is the single largest humanitarian donor in Afghanistan, providing nearly $2 billion, with a B, dollars in humanitarian assistance for Afghans since mid-August of 2021 including more than $1.46 billion from USAID. $2 billion since we pulled out of Afghanistan, since we lost, since the day that we left behind many Americans who were, who were stranded and couldn't get out, 
since mm-hmm. we left interpreters who we promised would take them and their families to the United States. We left them behind. And, and also, we, we should never forget those 13 poor American soldiers who were blown up and killed because of his decision to pull out the way he pulled out. But yet, without telling us, without telling you or me or the American people, they send $2 billion of our dollars over to Afghanistan? They call it aid. Do you think, by the way, that if you send $2 billion to a bad country, your enemy, that you can control where that money goes? I mean, come on. Even if they send bandages, let's say hypothetically they're sending just medical supplies, Hmm. Don't you think the first dibs to those medical supplies are going to be to their army, which is, which is a support of that army? I mean, it is just mind-boggling that all of this is happening, and we're, we're just being, we're being lied to day in and day out. Uh, now, I don't know where this is all going to end, but it's not going to be good. I mean, people need to—I don't know what I can tell people to do. Except that you got to watch what goes on in Washington when it's time to vote. You vote, uh, but you make sure you've done your due diligence and research because um, you just can't simply go, "Oh yeah, this, this is a red candidate. Let's vote for them." Yeah. You got to you got to research your candidates. Yeah, you know they asked them. They said, uh, "Can we fight like multiple front wars?" I mean, we're in the Ukraine now, and we have a war now. We we have two. Two aircraft carriers, not one now. Over the weekend, they decided to send the uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower and its support ships to the Mediterranean too. So now we have, uh, I guess, is it the George Bush and the Eisenhower? They're both there. I mean, I thought it was, uh, was it the Bush or the uh, the Gerald Ford? Maybe. Oh, you're right. It is. I'm sorry. It is the Gerald Ford. Yes. Now, I heard the Reagan was going out there too. But it's Bill, interesting. Many, all these carriers. Are, are, aren't we just sending targets out there? I was just going to say, all these carriers bear Republican names. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And you know, and and we're sending them out there, and we're. These are ships that can fight from afar. They're not designed, I mean, they're designed to fight. Don't get me wrong. But you don't sit there and park it right in their front yard. You can be, you can be uh, several blocks away and do the job most efficiently yeah. and probably more efficiently than if you're going, well, what is that uh, on the radar? I don't know. That's, that's a gnat. Don't worry yeah, about it. Boom. Oh, it was more well, than we, a gnat. We don't need that um, kind of sophistication. We talked about this last week, the uh, USS Cole. I think they drove into the side of the USS Cole with uh, some skiff and a, and a load of a explosive, boat. Yeah. yeah, and a load of explosives. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a little, a little. Uh, what do they call those? A little outboard, not an outboard yeah, motor, but an it had a little trolling motor. Yeah. Had a trolling motor. I'm Bang! I know. I mean, you know, but uh, oh, Thor, who would have thought that? <laughs> well, they did. Yep. Uh, Biden. Well, look at the. They fl- they flew that into the coal. They flew uh, paragliders. They're they're the Gaza Air Force. Flew their paragliders into uh, Ga- you know the Af- the Israeli section of uh, Gaza, and they killed all those people. And you know, by the way, there are people out there who, even in this country, who are saluting it as a great military victory for the Hamas. And honest to God, they you know, they had a they had a big function at a restaurant in New York over the weekend. Uh, supporters of the attack, 
I mean, there are people out there who just don't uh, they they don't think like we think. Well, Hamas is pretty smart. They're taking non-traditional things, you know, simple things, everyday things, and turning them into weapons of mass destruction. You know, the the paragliding, which is a sport. You know, they take little little fishing boats with trolling motors and and uh, yeah, run it into a ship and sink it. You know, what are they going to do next? You know, take a Take a take a golf ball size of plutonium, which would be a lot, and uh, rig it into a drone and Why fly not? it over and detonate it. Night. <laughs> well, I mean, I, huh. I hate to sound, uh, but I think you're absolutely correct. But you know, Joe Biden says, "Oh, we can handle, we can handle uh, uh, a battle on any f- multiple fronts." I mean, listen, here's what he said to uh, Scott Pelley. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this, and we have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, as to, to, to Paris Fitz, the former Secretary of State. And if, if we don't, who does? I mean, we're staffed by admirals like Rachel Levine right now. I mean, what do you want, oh, for God's yeah. sakes, you know? Uh, yeah, those were the words of doom. I mean, I would sit there and say, I will take, I will take David with a slingshot over Goliath America any day. Well, I, I l- listen to this guy, Biden. Take his word for it, because for God's look sakes. what well look what he did in Afghanistan. Okay, the great oh, wow. military, yeah, the great military mind. What he did in Afghanistan. Look what he's done at our southern border for defense. Right, he's left it open. Well, hey, let's 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 just leave the door open, and maybe they'll walk by your house. No, they'll walk right through your house. That's what they'll do. And take everything with it and shoot you on the way. The U- the Ukraine is filled with. Uh, uh, our money, our weapons, our advisors, and what's happening there? The Russians apparently are uh, having their way. I know they they try you not know. to. You know, the, you notice that the news from the Ukraine is is really uh, scarce right now. It's because they're having they're having a, b- a bad time right now in the Ukraine, and they don't want to talk about it. I mean, you know, they, they, they're losing funding from uh, EU nations have decided, oh, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. This is a cesspool of money. Uh, we're not going we, to, it's going to corrupt leadership. It's going to a, a wasted war effort, a poorly run war effort. Uh, we're not going to put any more money into it. Countries like Poland, Slovakia, no. uh, uh, Hungary, they're all, do, they're all pulling out. And uh, so, I, I don't know, you know. Then we have this guy Biden saying, "Hey, we we're the United States of America, for God's sakes. We can do, we can, we can walk uh, and chew gum well, at the same time." Take a look at what's going on. You look at American companies that products that you buy all the time, Hellman's mayonnaise. Uh, you go to Burger King; they're not American companies anymore. They're foreignly owned. Uh, you sit there and you look at what we're fighting. We're fighting wars in several fronts. Oh, we're Oh, the United States of America forgot we have all this big hardware. I put a lot of money into it these days, but we got mm-hmm. all this big hardware. Russia is sitting back. China is now sitting back as we sit here and play on our own feces, thanks to uh, Joe Biden. And they're just waiting for us to fall apart and self-destruct. We're a nation where Dylan Mulvaney was just named Woman of the Year. That was in England. 
<laughs> but I know well, it, was, it doesn't he was, matter. He was an American, yes, I know. He's, I think it was in England. If you look, look at, I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. still named Woman of the Year? He's taken up. He's he's he he had a net worth of nothing, and he, and he and couldn't be prouder. By the way, he said he 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 was so honored for the uh, for the accolade, you know, for the for, for the award, you know, Woman of the Year. I, but look yeah, at all the yeah. money he's made from just exploiting. One of our characteristic flaws. In the meantime, and, Bill Budweiser still hasn't recovered. No, he no, he's he's left a wake of destruction in his path, and behind him. But uh, you know what? Uh, for all you do, this Bud's for you. <laughs> yeah, hey. Rachel Levine. You, you had to mention that. Uh, Rachel Levine from Pennsylvania, by the way, who up until hmm. about five years ago was Richard Levine, but. I guess he he liked uh, the uniform well, that the f female officers wore. Are they supposed to? I don't well, know. He wants to change the educational system about uh, kids and identity because of the trauma that he went through with having to deal with you know his his bouts of sexual identity all through his life. Well, that's you, Rachel. Not I, I, everybody. I find that interesting, though. You hear from a guy who's fifty three who has a couple of kids. So his sexual identity wasn't that much of a problem. I mean, he he did uh, get to a certain point and have children. So you know, he obviously worked through his crisis. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, oh gosh, yeah, it people. is what it is. Um, Joe Biden was also asked by Pelly, "Do you really want to be president of the United States for real? Do you really want to do this?" Listen, are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure, look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. You know, you would think that somebody would have said to him before he did a 60-minute uh, interview, interview uh, Mr. President, let's spend a, an hour and uh, go over the facts and uh, maybe rehearse some of the answers that you might give because Joe sounded like he was doing this off the cuff and he wasn't totally prepared. You know, and you always can tell when Joe is is getting ready to sling some baloney because he'll get really close to the microphone and say, we increased it by X amount of dollars or we removed it by X amount of dollars. He'll do that whispering thing. He he was slipping into it for a second there and I guess he caught himself. Mm -hmm. uh, he is, uh, he, he's amazing. And this is the guy who is leading us into, by the way, World War III. People will tell you that the Middle East situation is the tip of the fuse. And and we're getting ready. We've got a match in our hand, and we it's lit, and all we have to do is light the fuse, and we're going to be involved in World War III. They're rioting in France. They allowed all these different strangers into France, most of them from the Middle East. Now these people are taking to the streets and literally controlling Paris. They're mm -hmm. controlling Paris. Uh, so you have that happening, and they want us to take in 
a million refugees into this country. Jamal uh, Bowman, the uh, I mentioned this, the guy who pulled the fire alarm. He, he's a big uh, advocate of us taking in a million Palestine refugees. I would submit that all they have to do is go to Mexico, go down to the Yuma, Arizona area, and walk across. There's nobody there to stop you. You know, you don't have to worry about uh, being shipped over. You can uh, ship them over to Mexico. The cartel will get you in. Trust me. Mm-hmm. We've got in our country right now terrorist cells. And do you have to wonder, Bill, that when if we start to get involved militarily in the Middle East, is that when they're going to start attacking us internally here in this country? I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. And, you know, we're thinking they're, gonna, they're already here. Probably sitting on where is it? Uh, is it North Dakota? Something like that. That uh, basically the cartel is somewhere in the Midwest or something like that. They've taken over little, very densely, you know, that that aren't populated that well. States, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a great place for terrorists to go and just start, you know, setting up shop and just take over a state and basically build a country within our own country, a nation of. Uh, of rebels. This administration has allowed this kind of infiltration into our country. I don't, I, I'd like to say that it's going to get better, folks. I'd like to say that things are going to cool down and that there's not going to be a war. I'd like to say that we're not going to get involved militarily, that we're not going to have attacks. I honestly, I'm leaning in the other direction. I think we're on the verge of maybe, uh, if not World War Three, something pretty darn close to it. You know, the country that we know is is vastly fading away. I, I say this again, you know, I said, yeah, I went out to breakfast with my son when I got back into town, and, you know, he was talking, he's in communications, which, you know, I used to sit there, people would talk about communications, oh, you don't want to do that and do this, and I encouraged it. I don't encourage it anymore, but it's funny that they're teaching now. The kid's coming in and saying, You're going to be the last of a a generation, and really you need to go ahead and pick up Spanish because uh, English is no longer the the language of choice. You need to be able to speak both to where you can communicate, and in just the very near future, you won't be able to have a job in communications because you've got to speak both languages. Wow. And you're probably not going to have a retail job because you're not going to be able to if you only speak English and somebody comes in speaking, they came across the border and they're speaking of, you know, uh, Spanish and you don't know it, you can't, you can't do business with them. So uh, in other words, this, the, the, whatever happened to the time when we said to people who were coming to this country, you have an obligation to, to assimilate, to become one of us. We're an English speaking country. We want you to assimilate. We welcome you, but you have to do what so many of uh, other people, like the Italians and the uh, Germans, Demo- you Democrats know. for power, have turned it around and said we have to assimilate to those people that they're bringing across the border in order to get along and survive. And you know, and and now we have, you know, people that are coming into the office that really have no business. Uh, being in political office. Well, uh, it, it's sad. And uh, I, I like it's. I, I expect 
someday this week, you and I are going to start our program off with it's begun, you know, because they're the staging area on the assault into Gaza. They're, they're all set supposedly. They have this thing, by the way, they're using laser uh, weapons to shoot down missiles, the Israelis. They're saying, well, it's in the testing phase, but I saw a video over the weekend of them using it. It's very mm. effective, literally. And, uh, did we test it on uh, on Maui? Oh, my God, Bill, I don't know. You know, by the way, Maui, that only happened two months ago, friends, and that's old news. They still haven't found 2,000 people. But, yeah. hey... It's, it's you got you got to wonder you got to you got to ask questions but you know you say later this week we we will start a show saying with it's begun right but uh, I don't think we'll ever get that opportunity I don't think I don't think Hannity will I don't think uh, uh, you know uh, you think uh, they're gonna pull the plug Bill I I think they'll pull the plug and I think what's going on with the vote tomorrow in Congress and the blocking of Jordan and if 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 the, the story is true from Hakeem Jeffries that these rhino Republicans are working to concede the House over to Democrat leadership, that means that your wishes were not granted uh, and the, divide, the dividers that are there were there for a reason. If, you know? if the rhinos do that... Uh, All bets are off and yeah. everything's done. Yeah, put a fork so in it. it you know, we might have a chance tomorrow to say, hey, friends, it's been nice doing this. Yes. <laughs> it's over, and uh, good luck. Well, you know, So, you know, and I'll just say that now. Good luck. Yeah. Because what's coming ain't pretty. Uh, you, you know, we have a guy named uh, Jake Sullivan. He's uh, mm -hmm. an advisor to the National Security Council, uh, and he was on Meet the Press with Kristen Welker and uh, – she played a video of Jake Sullivan claiming the Middle East region is quieter today than it's been in two decades. Of course, he said this before the uh, attack by the Hamas. And listen, I want you to hear the political speech that Jake Sullivan gave her when she asked, uh, do you think uh, you were fooled by uh, what's going on? I mean, quieter? You know, here's, what, here's, what, here's how it went. The Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Now, challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program, the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians. But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Jake, why was your assessment there so far off the mark? Well, first, Kristen, I made those comments in the context of developments in the wider Middle East region over the last few years. After two decades that involved a civil war in Yemen and a massive humanitarian catastrophe, a civil war in Syria and a massive refugee crisis, an invasion and insurgency in Iraq, a NATO military operation in Libya, Iranian-backed attacks on both Saudi and the UAE, uh, as well as many other steps, including the rise of a terrorist caliphate that actually occupied a huge amount of territory. The sentence before what you just played, I said, in fact, that this was for now. 
and that it could all change. And the two threats that I identified that were the most acute on my mind at the time were tensions between Israelis and Palestinians, as I mentioned, and the threat from Iran. And so, yes, uh, it is true that those two threats remained a real challenge to the long-term stability of the Middle East region, and we've just seen this absolutely tragic attack. But at no point did the Biden administration take its eye off the ball of the threats to Israel. In fact, President Biden saw Prime Minister Netanyahu just weeks before this attack to discuss the security challenges facing the state of Israel, and we've continued to support them to as significant or greater an extent than any previous administration. Now understand something. This guy, Jake Sullivan, right? Right. He is a national security advisor to President Biden. He made the first statement in that uh, piece there, the one where it's been quieter than ever before, whatever he said. He said that a week before the attack, not a month, not a year, not a long time before, a week before the attack on Hamas. He also was involved when he was working uh, in government. He's been working in government forever. Uh, mm. He was involved with the Benghazi terror attack and the uh, fiasco that that was. This guy, Sullivan, is a guy who's advising the president on how we should be secure and what we should do to be secure. He's over his head. He is. He's in. He's swimming in a in a pond that he shouldn't be swimming in because this guy doesn't have the credentials or the or the think the the mind to be a security advisor. You would like to think when you're sitting out here like we do that the people who are sitting in government who are national security advisors behind closed doors they're bringing a wealth of experience and knowledge to the president saying, Mr. President, when I was in this and when I was a military, this and not this guy, Sullivan, he's a government to hack. He brings, mm. he brings nothing but BS to the oval office. And this is the kind of guy that Biden's turning to for advice. We are uh, doomed. <laughs> the more I think about it, Bill, the more I think that maybe you're right. You know, he's going to press that button on his desk and he's going to cut the Internet down and uh, we're, we're going to be left in the dark. And God knows where this is going to be. By the way, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they won't cut the media down because they own it. They control the media. I mean, the Internet. little CBSers and ABCs and NBCs. Oh, man, oh, did you, OK, Joe, Joe, Joe wants me to say what? OK, yeah, so, social media fall down. Bro. It'll cut. Huh? It'll cut the internet down. Is what we're yeah. It'll cut us down, but the big media they will go on because they're the trumpets of the left. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, another show in the can, man. Uh, if you want to reach us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Did I miss anything, Bill? Is there something you wanted to say before uh, we wrap this up? Mm, well, the only thing that I I said I sent you on a on a text. It was a soundbite. AO, AOC. Uh, oh, I don't want to play that. No, we're no, too no, dignified. No, no, no. no, no. She, very, yeah, apparently yeah. she just had a problem. Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, they, the, people can search AOC and, <laughs> and her problem. Eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight is our number. Mail at it's another day dot com. Mail at Jim and Bill's dot com, and then there's Jim and Bill at mail dot com. That's it. And now it's time once again. You can gather around your radio, boys and girls, because Uncle Billy is about to give his traditional buy all you. Okay, now you know you're going to have to turn the volume way up on your on your smart device, your radio, or whatever you listen on right now. 
I'll give you a second to do that because I'm just going to meagerly go, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs> 